everyone. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of When I Grow Up. On today's episode, it is my pleasure to welcome my friend Connor Chang. Hey, Connor, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's an honor and a privilege. I feel like it's a little bit、um, belated. You know, I should have asked you sooner to come on. I'm sorry about that. No, it's, it's, it's okay. It's <laughs> There's way more interesting people than, than me. I、uh, no, I, I, I do not agree with that statement.、Um, but, you know, without too much、um, delay, Connor, let's, let's get into it. You know, what, what is it that you do? Yeah, so I am a digital marketing coordinator、um, for a non Christian nonprofit called the Windshape Foundation.、Um, so I guess I should maybe start with. The company itself.、Um, so it's a Christian nonprofit.、Um, and essentially, we create space and experiences for transformation、um, in people's lives through all stages.、Um, so, anywhere from literally kindergartners all the way to married couples with、mm. kids.、Um, we, we have experiences and, and events and stuff. That can impact people all along、um, their life stages.、Uh-huh. Um, and so、um, essentially, we have、uh, five ministries that are, that are under the Windshape Foundation umbrella.、Um, and so it's Windshape Camps, which is youth summer camps, K through 12. Um, Windshape Teams,、um, Windshape Teams essentially holds. Uh, team retreats.、Mm-hmm. So, whether you need、uh, leadership building, team building, stuff like that, we have a retreat center、um, where you can, and this is any team, like it could be a corporation,、mm-hmm. it could be your youth group teachers, right? It can be anyone.、Um, you can go on these retreats、um, and you know, build chemistry, build teamwork. They have curriculum and all those k i n d of things.、Um, we have Wind Shape Marriage. Which is marriage retreats for married couples.、Um, they can go to the retreat center. It's Friday to Sunday and it's curriculum. They have like marriage coaches stuff. And so it's like literally anything from like, oh, if you just want to get away to like retreats for people who may be on the brink of divorce, right?、Mm-hmm. So anywhere in between, they have marriage retreats for、wow. um, married couples. And I think we even have a couple retreats for,、um, Like people who are engaged, like planning to get married and stuff like that, like、wow. how to prepare them for marriage、um, and stuff like that.、Um, Windshape Homes, which is actually a foster care program that we have, and we'll partner with churches to、um, establish foster care programs in their church. That's like the primary thing、mm. um, uh, Windshape Homes does. We also have like group care homes, which are like large. Um, homes, you know, they have a two or a mom and a dad, and then they'll take in like anywhere. I know there are some homes that have like 12 to 15 kids in them. Oh, wow.、Um, so it's just like group homes.、Okay. Um, and then we have college program, Windshape College program.、Um, and the main one is, on, is at Barry College. And it's essentially it's like a four year college program、um, that you would do.、Um, While you're attending b 
Berry College. So it's like a it's like an on campus ministry type thing, but it's a four year thing. I see. Yeah. So like and, you're how how is one part participating in this four year program? So it's not college. It's like more like a ministry within the college. Yeah. So okay. but you still have to like apply for it. You and like so we have a partnership with the college. And so if you're in the college program, you'll live with people in the college program, like oh, away from campus. Yeah. Wow. So it's like that, like you're still attending school, okay. but you're a part of this like discipleship four-year college program. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, and so those are like the, f- the five ministries that we have. So I work as a digital marketing coordinator on the foundation level. Um, and so I help support um, Windshape's overall brand um, and like their marketing of these programs and experiences through digital strategy and like online engagement. And so that could look like anything from website, like building a website um, for one of the ministries or um, creating digital content, whether that's through like emails um, or um, like ad campaigns through like Google AdWords, stuff like that. Um, I'm also responsible for like social media, um, whether that's mainly Instagram, Facebook, and each ministry has like their own Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Um, and then, um, I've also gotten and started to get into more of like project managing these projects. Mm. Um, Cause in the past I was just kind of doing the, the work itself, but now I'm starting to manage more of it between clients, between, um, you know, ministries and stuff like that. So right, right. Um, yeah, I like to think of like us at the foundation level, we're kind of a helping hand to the marketing leads of each individual ministry. I see. Okay. Yeah. So like you're kind of like uh, like overseeing a little right. bit too. Okay. Right. So like mainly we want to make sure that, you know, all these initiatives that these ministries are wanting to put together, like they're following the foundation branding. Like I they're see. staying true to the foundation branding. Right. right. Um and so you know, camps, Windshape camps might be like, hey, you know, we're about to open up summer camp registration and we want to create, um, you know, a flyer. So can you guys help us, you know, stay on brand and, and create this flyer? You know, we have a um, marketing team, we have a communications team mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll put together these things and we'll partner with them um, to, you know, build, create whatever they need. So basically, um, yeah. like if that were so in this example that you've given, your job as coordinator is kind of like the middle person to like make sure everyone's doing what they're supposed to do or um in a sense. Okay. But we we want to support what the ministries want to do. Uh, okay. Yeah. So okay. we want to come alongside the ministry. Okay. So the ministries are the ones that come up with the ideas. I see. And we want to partner alongside them. And be like, to help them. Right. But at the same time, making sure like, hey, making sure they're staying on brand, making Mm -hmm. sure the communication stays stays on brand. I see. um, And and stuff like that. What is this brand? Um, The foundation (laughs) branding, you know, whether it's like 
we like, have. Like, are we talking like visually or yeah. like? Yeah, so wet, okay. visually, um, verbally, okay. all of that kind of stuff. Because, you know, verbally, or I'm sorry, visually, it's it's fairly straightforward. Okay. Like, you know, this, well, in a sense, we're like, hey, this is our visual identity. You know, we have certain graphics and stuff we like to use and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, verbally, it gets a little more complicated because we are a Christian organization. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be aware of, you know, what we're saying, what we're putting out to the public and stuff like that. And also on top of that, what makes it even a little more complicated is so, um, I mentioned we're a nonprofit, but it's different because we don't do fundraising um, because we're fully funded by the Kathy family of Chick-fil-A. So, yeah. So, okay. Like, you know, for, okay. One first thing, uh-huh. um, I purposely like didn't ask you what you do like before talking to you on uh-huh. this podcast, because yeah. sometimes I tend to assume things bef- when I am interviewing somebody and then like, I don't ask questions that I should be asking <laughs> for, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. But, and then on top of that, you know, I don't think I knew that you did this at all. Like I'm kind of shocked actually. Yeah. <laughs> Like, does David know? Uh, probably not. Oh, gosh. Uh, like, okay, so, well, all that to say, Windshape Foundation in itself, you know, growing up in Georgia is a very familiar, like, name for me. I grew mm-hmm. up in East Cobb, Marietta. Yeah. And, like, you know, I my friends would go to Windshape camps and yeah. stuff like that. So it was very familiar for, to me. And I was going to ask you, like, isn't this a Truett Cathy, like, kind of connection yeah what is the connect is is it chick-fil-a's so, or so literally essentially truett kathy started this foundation um and it's been growing ever since he's he started it okay so it originally started with um i believe college program i see that was the first one so i believe campus basically yes okay um and so um yeah, so going back to like the intricacies of verbal branding, because we're tied to Chick-fil-A, uh-huh. there's more pressure for us to sure. have to maintain a certain public uh, identity, I guess mm. you could say, right? Because if something happens with us, it yes. affects Chick-fil-A, which you don't want. Obviously, you don't want that to happen. Right. And vice versa, you know? Um, and so that's just like a little added pressure there to be like, Hey, we gotta be, we gotta be pretty on point with when we're putting out stuff. And we like, we have a, we have a great communications team. And, Mm -hmm. um, even for me now, like I've been there for, I've been here for two years. Two years? Yeah. Which is not that long, but I get it to me. It is, but (laughs) oh, maybe like two and a half actually. Cause I actually, um did some contract work before I was hired I see but um like even now I'm still having to I'm still learning like okay this is how we communicate this okay. is and it, it could change and stuff like that and mm. um and so yeah I mean you know everything that comes with being a Christian organization there's always going to be backlash and there's always going to be things that you have to make sure you're addressing not addressing stuff like that so, um, so something that comes to mind, uh, you know, working for what I, you know, for me, from where I stand to be a very like ideal job, especially as somebody that, uh, 
believes in Jesus, right, and is a Christian, um, like, is it as cool as it sounds? Um, like, you know, the atmosphere, right? Like, everyone Christian. knows, everyone knows, like, Chick-fil-A. I mean, I know it's not Chick-fil-A, but then, you know, there's a, there's a standard of, as an sure. employee, right, yeah. for the Kathy family and things like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, like, is it cool? or? Is it like... um, well, I think that's part of why I enjoy it, because it aligns with, you know, my beliefs mm. and my values and stuff like that. So I, like, I feel like I can be myself, you know? Um, and it's, it's like, it took getting used to, because coming from, you know, non-Christian corporate work, and then you go into, you know, Chick-fil-A or Windshape or whatever, mm-hmm. it's pretty, well, actually... I actually don't know how Chick-fil-A really operates, but like we'll literally pray in our meetings, you know, like stuff like that. Um, They're very good at, you know, focusing on family and home and Mm. stuff like that. And like, so we have my team, which consists of six people. We have meetings every Monday morning Mm -hmm. and we'll literally start every meeting by uh, catching up on each other's weeks and then going through prayer requests, but then wow. actually praying for the prayer requests after. Wow. Yeah. So it's like pretty. Um, so it's not just like nominal Christians. No, it's, it's, it's pretty Christian. Yeah. Mm. Which is, which can be surprising, right? Cause you're always like, yeah. how Christian can an organization really, right. Be? <laughs> right. you know, you know right, what I mean? Right. But um, yeah, like we talk about church, we talk about like, you know, when, when, when it comes to like decision-making for certain things, we're like, um, you know, is this what God wants us to do? Mm. You know, how is this going to glorify God? How is this going to lead people to Christ? Wow. Right. Like they use, we use those terms at work. Right. I literally just filled out a, it's called the BCWI. It's like a, it's like a survey for Christian organizations. Okay. Um, and we have to fill it out every year. And every year we're like one of the top organizations that get this award or whatever. And like one of the questions is like, do your leaders display um, like the gifts of the Holy Spirit or something like that? Well, like that's one of the questions. Straight up. Um, yeah. And so it's pretty like, uh, it's pretty intense, yeah. but it's good. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, I enjoy it. Like, uh our uh mission statement uh-huh. is literally we exist to glorify god by creating experiences that transform wow yeah so it's pretty pretty christian i guess you could say <laughs> <laughs> which i love and there's nothing yeah. wrong with yeah um are there okay so i mean i feel like the answer would be no but like are there non-christians that work for windshape i don't know Okay. Um, I know everyone on our team is, is. Christian. Okay. Um, and now I'm sure there are, uh-huh. but at the same time, like, I don't know if this type of work would be attractive sure. to non-Christians anyways, right. because they're so like outspoken about it. Right. And their mission statement is straight up yeah. like, to glorify, glorify God. God. Yeah. 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 So. Through experiences that transform. I really yes. love that. Yeah. That's really awesome. 
Um, I'm like, can my kids go to Winship Kids? <laughs> they could. They actually could if they wanted to. It's, you know, it's a bit pricey, but. Right. But um, it sounds it like it could be worth it. But, yeah, um, like literally we have story. It's, it's you know, because we, you know, we have an annual report and every year we get, you know, statistics and stories from camps and stuff like that. And we'll literally get statistics of like how many students accepted Christ. Wow. You know, or how many students, you know, reaff- or confirmed their faith and mm. stuff like that. And um, even like, you know, how many students um, like weren't Christians and then decided to become like stuff like that. Like wow. we'll get those statistics too. That's awesome. Um, so um, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's pretty cool to like see those things and hear those stories. Right. And I feel like it would just mean so much more to someone that is in your position, knowing that the impact that you're making yeah. is really fruitful. You right. Know? Right. Um, so you, you mentioned that you work with a team of six. Now, mm-hmm. are these all like marketing people or just like, are these different departments? So my marketing team okay. is six people. Okay. Yeah. The marketing team for the foundation. And then each ministry has their own separate marketing team. I gotcha. And I so gotcha. all the marketing teams kind of work together. Okay. In a sense. Yeah. Now, during the pandemic, did this affect you guys at all? It affected, it didn't affect our work, like at, at, at the foundation level, okay. but it, it affected the ministries and what they were able to do. So obviously like camps wasn't able to have summer camp. Right, right. But it was actually pretty crazy because they announced, I believe in like early May or end of April that they weren't going to be doing summer camps. And then they pivoted and built an entire um, like system and they did it online actually. So they had online summer camps. So they actually like shipped stuff, built boxes, shipped stuff to houses and filmed everything on campus, like live. Crazy. Yeah. And so it was, it was pretty cool to see. And it, it happened like super quick, but, um, like they got, they got impacted, obviously like the marriage retreats, the team retreats, they weren't able to do those because they, they closed the retreat center. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did still provide online experiences. Wow. Um, yeah, I think homes got affected a bit too because of you know the foster care program. Of like course. there weren't as many people. I mean, they weren't like, churches were closed, so they weren't able to go to these churches mm-hmm. and like, you know, set up these programs and, wow. and stuff like that. And um, yeah, college program too, like people weren't on campuses and, and stuff. like. That. So it definitely impacted like what the um, ministries were able to do, mm-hmm. but I don't think it, it necessarily impacted like my work because I'm still marketing. It's just, I'm marketing something different. Different, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I mean, I think it's really cool. I mean, not just Windshape, but a lot of, you know, people and businesses and companies and organizations, like how quickly they had to pivot everything, you know, churches, Mm -hmm. everything. Um, You know, what came to mind actually when you were talking was, um, so you and I, you know, being an Asian American church ministry together, that's actually how we met. Yeah. Um, But like, you know, it's incredible like the 
what's it? I mean, okay, I don't know how I'm gonna. Ask, I don't know how to ask this really, because it's kind of a weird question. But you know, for me, it's like I almost am a little bit envious when I hear about like, like the resources, right? Like mm-hmm. how quickly Windshape Camps was able to pivot things, and then like be able to send out the resources to still create an experience that would you know transform lives, right? Yeah. And yeah in a way that is like not like on a small scale but a big one and so for you is that like cool to see like do you get what I'm asking you right now yeah no I mean it's definitely an amazing thing to like be a part of Mm. right and and that's why like I use when I say nonprofit, it comes with like I have to explain it because like we're a nonprofit, but you know, traditional nonprofits probably wouldn't be able to do that, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. they probably wouldn't have the funding. Mm-hmm. But because you know, the Kathy family believes in the foundation and all that stuff, like we have the resources. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you know, like you mentioned, being a part of um ministry, like at our home, like our own churches, and you know typical Asian American churches like we don't always have the funding to just do whatever we want or if we have to pivot like like I'm sure I don't think anyone did VBS this year if they did did it was online right but it was probably like super small super right like we're not just like okay we're gonna pivot and we're gonna have this super crazy online experience right right. like we can't do that and so it's it's knowing that we have the resources and we're able to pivot and still impact people on an equal scale, if not greater, Mm. um, because it's online. So it's more accessible. Like it's, it's definitely an amazing thing to be a part of. And I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but like, it's one of the reasons why I was so adamant about make like wanting to work for one shape once I discovered them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we definitely have to get to that. Um, but before we do, <laughs> um, so okay, another thing: Are you? Are there a lot of Asian Americans that work for Windshape? No, no. Right. So, if I'm like, being honest, I don't know if there is another one. Oh, other than me. At least interesting. I've never, I've never met one. Right. Right. Granted, I've never like we have two offices. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So we have an Atlanta office that's at the Chick-fil-A support center. Mm-hmm. But then we also, our main campus is in Rome, Georgia, okay. like at Berry college. Okay. Where, where it started. I see. Um, I see. So a majority of the people work out of there mm-hmm. and I've only been there like maybe three or four times. Man. Um, and so Asians in Rome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? And so, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There might be, that I'm just not aware of, but I've never met any other Asians. That is so interesting yeah. to me. Yeah. Connor, you're making moves, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So before we get into kind of the background of how you got this job, mm-hmm. uh, I was wondering what a typical day would look like for you. Yeah. So I think the reason I enjoy my job so much is because every day looks a little bit different depending on what I'm working on. Um, 
I'm typically not like a routine person. I don't like doing the same thing every day. Okay. I like to change it up a little bit here and there. Like I'll, I'll even like, sometimes I just wake up at different times every day. <laughs> I don't have like a set time. You know, everyone has a schedule. Right. I wake up at this. I wake and sometimes I wake up at eight. Sometimes I wake up at nine. It just depends on how I'm feeling, I guess. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, so it can, because it, because again, my work is based on what the ministries come to us with. Okay. The right. Needs so, of the ministry. Right. right. So if um, when Shape Teams comes and is like, hey, we want you to build an email campaign that we can send out to so-and-so. Mm. I'll help build out that email campaign for that day. Um, or if Holmes is like, hey, um, can you design a flyer for us? I might be designing a flyer that day. Um, so you someone, design it? Um, it depends. Okay. So depending on the how complicated it is, like okay. we, we sometimes we outsource stuff, mm. but sometimes like we'll just do it in-house mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um I mean, I'm not the best graphic designer by any means. So the stuff that I'm working on is, is fairly basic. Um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll have to do like Photoshop and InDesign and stuff like that. Um, Illustrator. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with those. All like the Adobe. Yeah, I'm um, familiar. Um, so. Okay, don't, don't get mad at me. Mm-hmm. But the little I know about you, I didn't expect you to to like be savvy in those things. <laughs> me neither. Honestly, me neither. I wasn't savvy in these things until I started this job. Oh, that's interesting to me. So like, yeah. so- I mean, I knew like kind of how to do it, but I wasn't like a professional. And I, I still don't consider myself a professional. But so, I mean- but in order to learn those things, what did you like, did you use YouTube or what did you do? Yeah. YouTube and Google. Yeah, YouTube University for I mean like so real. Like I'm sure other people have talked about it too, but a lot of this stuff you kind of just learn on the job. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of learned how to do that stuff. Um, I had a little bit of experience from past jobs. Okay. Um but yeah, going back to your question of like what do I do on a daily basis? Oh, it yes. could be it's it's different every day. Um and then obviously if some projects are bigger, it'll be more, it'll take longer time. So my days may look the same. Like I remember beginning of the end of last year, beginning of this year, we rebuilt all of our websites. So we have a foundation website and then each ministry has a website and we rebuilt all of them. Mm. And I was kind of the main person responsible for that. So that took like two months. Right. Every day I was just building out web pages and designing web pages and stuff like that. So like that took a very long time. And, Mm. um, but yeah, I mean, I enjoy like, Oh, I wonder what I'm working on today. You know, it's kind of a, a journey, a mystery in a sense. Um, and it's fun. Obviously I, there are some things I prefer to do more than others. Um, but yeah, to me, it's just, it's just work. (laughs) I think what's more important to me is like why I'm doing it. Yeah. 
more than what I'm doing. So why are you doing it? Um, well, so, so the big ministries for me that I enjoy working with is camps and homes. Mm. Um, because, well, as you know, but that your viewers, your listeners might not know, um, my heart for youth ministry and youth students, um, you know, I've been serving in youth ministry at church for seven years. Um, and I always knew like, that's what I wanted to do. But as most of us know, as we know, like there's not, you can't really live off that. Right. And so I was for the longest time, I was like, this is what I want to do, but how do I make a living from doing what I'm passionate about? Mm. Um, which is when I discovered Windshape. And, you know, camps, we get to we get to impact students, you know, kids, youth, whether they're in elementary school, middle school, high school. Um, homes, obviously, we get to impact kids by, you know, placing them in a home, you know, giving them essentially a new life. And, and so I'm not directly impacting them, but I get, but the work I do somewhere down the line gets to impact them. No, definitely. definitely. Right. It's like an indirect impact. And so I was like, Oh, this is, I can do youth ministry, even though it's not actually doing youth ministry, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes um, perfect sense. Yeah, and so I that's like understand. what drew me to um, Windshape was definitely the ministry aspect. And um, yeah, because um, if I'm being honest, like I, I can really do anything. Like yeah. what I'm doing doesn't really matter to me. Right. Whether I know how to do it, whether I don't know how to do it, like if I don't know how to do it, I'll learn. Mm-hmm. If I know how to do it, that's great. Um, and so I think that's why work never gets boring for me mm-hmm. is because uh, I'm not focused on what I'm doing, but I'm focused on why I'm doing it. And so it, it allows, it, you know, it encourages me. It, give, it gives me motivation because I th- I'm sure majority of people don't really like what they're doing Mm -hmm. for work, right? Like work is work, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but if your work has a purpose, then it makes work a little more enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, really honestly, beautifully said, because I've been telling people that I've been, I feel like I've been really blessed and lucky to have, what am I like? I don't know, 65 episodes deep and Mm -hmm each person that's come on I don't know I mean like you know because like you said work is work and if I look back on everybody's interview like everybody I've had Connor is truly passionate like they Mm -hmm. love what they do right and to the point where like sometimes they convince me like oh I should do that (laughs) right um 
But, you know, what you just said makes a lot of sense, right? It's not really the work they're passionate about. It's like the purpose behind the work that they're doing. Right. And why. Right. I mean, sure, maybe some of, some of the people that have come on, like, they are truly gifted in what they do, right? Yeah. Like, they have the talents to do it. And so they do it well. And so it makes it even better for them. But at the end of the day, really, it is the purpose. Like, why, why are you an engineer? You know, like, right. do you find meaning in that and uh, things like that? Yeah. yeah, that's good, man. That's good. So take me back to high school. Like, what what was the plan, you know, out of high school going into college for you? Uh, was there no plan? There, there was no Yeah. No Honestly, plan. there was no plan after I graduated college, if I'm being honest. Okay, well, I've... well, what did you study <laughs> in college? Um, so I was, I studied management information systems at what is UGA. That? UGA um, Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs> um, so it's essentially like project management oh. mixed mixed with like IT coding stuff. They have that at UGA. Yeah, and but I I hated the coding right. stuff. Right, like I did not like that st- anything IT. I did not like at all. Oh. Um, but I really enjoyed you know, the management aspect, the project management aspect, working on a team. Mm. Um, and so you kind of learn all of that stuff. But why did you well. study that? Um, Cause I didn't like anything else. But okay. <laughs> okay. But okay. That's, that's fine. But I'm curious, like, you know, it's not, a, I think it's it, not was, a... it was the most broad thing in the business school. I see. In my okay. mind, okay. right? So I was actually an accounting major. Oh. Okay. Um, and then junior year. So I, I got into the accounting school at Terry. And then I took the first two classes, which I believe was like intermediate and tax. <sighs> and so I took that tax class and I was like, this is the worst thing in the world. <laughs> I, I hate this. And so part of that tax class Every two weeks or something, our professor would bring in someone in the field and they would kind of talk us about, oh, this is like what my day-to-day looks like. This is what my career looks like. And every time I just, in my mind, I just thought to myself, there's no way I could do this. Mm -hmm. This is, this sounds like the most boring thing ever. Mm -hmm. And so I switched my junior year. But I didn't really know what I, yeah, it was pretty late. I graduated a semester late um, because I took some summer classes. I took a fifth year. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I honestly, now I encourage people to take. What's the rush? Yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I, I was like going through all of the majors because I knew I still wanted to do business Mm. because I just think practically speaking, it gives you a lot of skills that you can use regardless of what you're doing um and I think most of the majors were very like siloed or very like narrow focused I see like accounting you're like an accountant right right right. right? or like finance you're probably going to be doing something in like banking or you know something financially and then um and so management information systems seemed like the broadest thing. Okay. And when I realized 
oh, it like a lot of the courses involve, you know, project management and how to work on a team, how to lead a team, stuff like that. I was like, oh, I can, you know, those are good skills to have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll just do this. And, um, and so that's just, honestly, that's why I chose it. Oh no, the, that makes yeah. sense. I yeah. didn't know that about the business school in general, like that this was a, um, major within Terry and then yeah. it was a, the broadest one. Okay. I don't so, know if it's the broadest one. In or for my you, mind, for you. The broadest. Yes, yeah. For you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't quote you on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So you graduate with a um, degree in management information systems mm-hmm. and you said there was no plan. Yes. So I think I was unemployed for, I was like looking for jobs for maybe Honestly, I don't even remember, maybe like six months. Mm. Um, I was just working retail at the time. And then I met, or Selena connected me with Jonathan. Jonathan Selena Troy. is Connor's wife. Yes, Selena, my <laughs> wife. Um, she connected me with Jonathan Choi. Who's also been on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> and so he, at the time, was working for a, uh, a startup called Promeo. Yes. Um, and essentially they ended up hiring, hiring me as an intern. Oh, I remember so, this. Yeah. Okay. So they hired me as an intern and then my boss was actually Grace, Grace Song. Who's also been on the podcast. Yes. So that's how I met Grace. That's um, how you met Grace? Yeah. Yeah. Through Promeo. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. She so you guys didn't Selena, know each though. other before then? No, I knew Joe. Okay, okay. I knew her husband. Okay. Um, Selena knew both of them obviously because she used to go. To she church. was in like in youth group when Joe was her pastor. That's right. Or whatever. But um, yeah, like that's how I met Grace. Oh. That's how I met Jonathan. Nice. Um, Jason Jung. Like that's how I met them. Yes. And so I was interning. I interned for them for six months just kind of doing random stuff mm-hmm. that an intern would do. And um, like after those six months, the, their digital marketing guy like left. Uh-huh. So that position was open. Oh. And I don't know what they had planned for me. Like after those six months, I, I'm pretty sure they were going to keep, keep me on. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know like. For what? To do what? Yeah. For what? But then that position opened and then they were like, do you want to just take his position? And I was like, sure, why wow, not? Great. Um, and so that's how I got into digital marketing. Cause up until then, up until that point, I had no idea. I didn't know what digital marketing was. Like I didn't study that in college, but I learned it. I just kind of taught myself and right, they, right. you know, kind of taught me and stuff like that. Right. Um, so, um, yeah. you know, your internship stint, like you said you're just doing whatever they asked you to, but like during that time, was it fruitful for you? Like, were you learning things? Did you feel like that were applicable to your future there or? Yeah, absolutely. Like most of the stuff I was doing was digital marketing stuff. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, um, creating ad campaigns on Google Mm. or like creating email campaigns. Um, and then, 
What's an yeah, email campaign? What is so that? like, you know how if you go on to, I don't know, you go on to a retail site and then it's like, hey, sign up for this newsletter yes. or something. And uh-huh. then you sign, enter your email uh-huh. and then you enter what they call a drip campaign where like that will trigger a newsletter to come to you. And then maybe every two weeks or every month you get a new one. You get okay, a new one. Okay. So those are email campaigns. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, so like I was creating those um, for our clients. Um, I was doing... At Promeo, I was doing a lot more Google ads, Facebook ads, which is like, you know, if you like go on Google and you search something and like the first three things are like ads. Yes, yes. Those are what I was creating. Oh, okay. For our clients. Yeah. What was Promeo? What kind of company were they? It was a tech company. That they had a, mm -hmm. yeah, they had like a tech platform honestly i could be butchering this and jonathan and grace might like (laughs) maybe for this but um but like uh why would other companies hire you to do the tech stuff for them um so we would build out essentially we were like you know like a marketing agency yes we were like a marketing agency but we weren't like we didn't call ourselves a marketing agency because we didn't do everything when it came to marketing, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, like we were a tech company. Okay. Um, but we, like the company's like, hey, we want to run these ads for Christmas time. So we would build those out for them. Nice. Okay. Um, or, hey, we want to build out this web page for this group of people. Mm. We would build that out for them. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, and what you said, it's all coming back to me now after talking to Grace and Jonathan. I just kind of forgot what they <laughs> did. Um, but um, so I know that, I mean, I don't want to like jump ahead, but I do know that Promeo got like bought out or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's, it's actually funny because I think, I don't remember who left first, Grace or Jonathan after the buyout but essentially they both left yes um and um grace got hired at this one company where two or three people who were at promeo were now working for them i see and so they hired grace and then they were gonna hire me oh so it's it's so funny force no this was before salesforce okay okay I forget what it was called, but, um, you know, I was talking with Grace and, um, they were like, Hey, we have a position open, da, 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 da. You know, we're ready to bring you on. So I put in my two weeks at Promeo, which at this time it's not called Promeo because of the buyout. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but I put in my two weeks and literally like, less than 24 hours after I put in my two weeks, um, Grace calls me and it's like, uh, the CEO of the company is like stopping all funding for the Atlanta office for this company. And they're like about to re- lay off like everyone. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. Sure. So she felt really, really bad. Um, because 
I had wanted to leave Promeo anyways. I just didn't have a reason to, right, but this right. gave me a reason to. Right. And so I was like, um, <laughs> okay, I'm not going to go back and be like, Hey, just kidding. I don't want to put in mm. my two weeks. Um, so that happened and I was unemployed for about like eight months or something mm. like that. Um, yeah. So then that's what happened after Promeo. I was unemployed for eight months and then do you want me to keep, keep going as yes, far as please. timeline? Yes. Okay. So then I want to say it was around like end of summer, maybe, um, Lois, Jonathan's wife, Lois texts me and say, it says that when shape camps is looking for a project manager. Oh, and that's all like that. I didn't really know what that entailed. Right. I didn't know it was contract work or anything. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, she was like, are you interested? I can give them your number because mm -hmm. her company, um, worked with works with one shape. I see. I so see. her manager, I guess the man, the marketing guy at one shape camps had informed her manager, like, Hey, we're looking for someone. Do you know anyone? Mm. And then Lois let me know. Cause she knew at the time I was looking. Um, and she knew that's like product management is kind right, of what right. I wanted to get into. Um, and so I like interviewed with them or they called me. I interviewed with them and then like a day later, they're like, we'll bring you on as a contractor. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay. So that's how I discovered Windshape. This was, oh, this wow. was 2018, 18. I think end of 2018. Okay. Um, but this was like, it wasn't the foundation. It was just camps, Windshape camps. So I didn't even really know that there was all these other ministries. Oh, interesting. Because I was just aware of camps. So, you know, you had said at the beginning that your heart was like for camps because particularly mm -hmm. because your investment into youth students. Right. So for you at this time, you're seeing all of it then of Winship Camps, like as yes. a project yeah. manager contracted. Yeah, yeah because oh. they literally brought me on like in the middle, if not right before they started putting out stuff for the next summer, like they were preparing for the next summer. Um, actually, now that I think about it, I think it was the end of summer because the summer camps had just ended. I see. And so they were already preparing for the next summer. Um, so yeah, I did contract work for about six months for them. And honestly, like it was, it was really weird. Like, I don't want to say it was a disaster, but it was just weird. Um, like the, the, the marketing lead was, he's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I literally got a call from someone like on a random Friday it was like, Hey, so-and-so is no longer with the company. I was like, oh. what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, I, like literally that's what happened. Like there would be times where I would go into the office and be like, Hey, where's so-and-so? And they're like, Oh, he's on a shoot in like Puerto Rico. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> so it was like, it was really weird. It was a really weird 
and it's funny because like even now um like my boss like will laugh about because they obviously they knew about what was going on right i don't really know what was going on behind the scenes but it was just a weird thing so um once that guy was gone like my contract ended okay oh wow yeah um yeah so i it wasn't like hey your contract to and it's going to lead to something it was like i just contracted for them i see i see for six months eight months i don't remember the exact time um but then after that i was unemployed for maybe about trying to think i think that ended in like maybe February of 2019. And then I got hired in August Mm. of 2019. Wow. But um, after that, I knew I wanted to work for Windshape. Like I was- your contract work. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I knew about it, I was like, I want to work for this company Mm. long-term. I mean, so I think you've mentioned a few things that you like about it, but was there something in particular, like while working as a contractor, that you were really adamant about working for Windshape? Or did you already talk about it? Yeah, I mean, it was essentially just their vision Mm. and essentially their why of what they're doing. Right. Um, And... So actually up until that point, I was actually thinking about youth ministry, like at church. What does that mean? You're going to go to seminary? I didn't want to go to seminary. <laughs> but you heard it here, folks. <laughs> I was looking through avenues like, okay, how can I get more involved in youth ministry to where essentially I could like, it could be a job mm. and I could get paid to do youth ministry. Cause that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, I, I was like, how could I do that part time? But I still wanted to work right? like in the, in the corporate world or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's just as valuable. Um, and so I was like, okay, I can do like part-time youth ministry, part-time, whatever. Um, but because I was like so adamant on working at Windshape, I just kind of waited for wow. position to open. Um, and I guess and you kind of had your foot in the door a little bit too. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, and um, I applied for like everything, even if even if I didn't had no idea, like had no experience with the job. I just applied for it. Mm. Um, the only thing that was tough was there's not as many open positions in the Atlanta office as there is in the office in Rome. Right, um, right. And so I, I was very, very patient. Yes. Um, and obviously like Selena's like, Hey, are you applying to jobs? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? And I'm like, uh, yeah. But in, in reality, like I wasn't really trying hard to like mm. apply for other things because I knew I wanted to work for them I see and so I think I interviewed for like three different positions mm. um within Windshape yeah okay during that eight month span oh, or wow. however long it was 
and um, eventually a part-time position, digital marketing coordinator, part-time position opened up. And I was like, oh, that's perfect because I want to do part-time so I can still do youth ministry. Oh, okay. Right. So um, I applied for it, ended up getting it. And so I was actually a bit part-time for one shape for up until this past July. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was part-time for like a year and like what year and a half, basically. Um, so part-time, part- but I'm working 30 hours. I was going to say, so what does part-time mean? Like, yeah, it was 30 hours. Isn't it usually like 15 hours or something? I don't. Okay, it doesn't I, matter. I have no, it doesn't yeah, matter. I don't really know, but it was like I was part-time, so I didn't have a salary. I was like hourly based. I see. Um, but essentially I was working 20 to 30 hours a week Mm. for about a year and a half. And then, um, they offered me full time this past summer. Wow. And and I took it. Awesome. um, Obviously. But, um, and then with the youth ministry stuff, I quickly realized that I did not want to, I quickly realized the advantage of just being a volunteer in a Korean American church youth ministry. <laughs> we'll leave so, it at that. That's yeah. for another day, yeah. another podcast. So that, yeah. So that desire is kind of gone. I see. Um, I see. For now. Yeah. For now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, I find it really uh, fascinating that like um, you stuck it out. Like you were patient to work at this place. Yeah. Um, you know, Selena will say I was lazy. No, but I like to say patient. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so this is kind of not on the same topic, but something that did come to mind during your timeline of just kind of sharing how you got where you are today. Um, and I bring it up because I feel like there might be people listening that, or maybe in the same situation or um, yeah, just living it right now. But, you know, you said right after college, you were unemployed for, for how long? At least six months. I don't remember the exact timeline, but okay. at least six months. I mean, six months is not a very long time, yeah, but yeah. Um, I mean, I was working re- retail. I right. just didn't have like a corporate job. Okay, but you up. yourself, like just your personality and things like that, did that bother you? No. Okay. Yeah. Why? Because like you knew something else was coming or you just you're just um, you just uh, in the moment kind of person or I'm definitely an in the moment type of person. Okay. I I tend not to like I don't really panic or like worry a lot. Um, that I know about you. Yes. Kind of just I kind of just go with the flow. And so I'm the type of like, if I'm meant to, if it's meant to happen, it's meant to happen. If Mm. not, it's not. Yeah. And I can live with that. Mm. And so um, now, obviously I, I wouldn't, or I discourage this, like there's a difference between being patient and being lazy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm sure at times I might've been lazy but I think there's an active 
doing something aspect of when it comes to being patient. Sure. Um, and so, um, and I'm also the type, like, I can't, it's hard for me to do stuff that I don't believe in and I, that I don't want to do. Is that, is, okay. So it's I very feel hard like, for me to do that. I see. I was going to say, isn't that everybody? But then if you're like me, even though I don't like believe in it, but I know I have to do it. I do like tough it out. Yeah. See, I'm very bad at doing that. I see. Okay. Yes. Okay. That makes and, sense. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, it can be good, but it can also be bad. So you thrive when you actually want to do it, obviously. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Which I, I think might be most people. Yeah, but, most people. Um, I would say I don't thrive at all if I'm doing something I just don't believe Like in. you shut down? Yeah. Okay. And I won't give 100%. Okay. Like there's people like youth ministry, I'll give like 110%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, I, and I know people see that, but it's very easy to see when I'm not. Mm-hmm. And even like, so when I put in my two weeks at Promeo, mm-hmm. my boss was like, yeah, I kind of saw it coming. Right. Because I just noticed, be I noticed, yeah, I noticed your work and and stuff. You seem to be more distant and um, yeah. And so that's why I was so, I knew I would give a hundred percent and I would thrive at one shape and I was willing to be patient for that. And you know, being a nonprofit, like take a pay cut. Cause I know I can definitely make more money mm-hmm. in like the corporate world doing what I'm doing for another company. But I enjoy, I love the company I work for. Yeah. And yeah. I'd rather enjoy the company I work for than force myself to work for a company I don't necessarily believe in, but they're going to compensate me more. Right. Yeah see you guys it's not all about the money <laughs> truly no truly you're not and you're not the first person to say that yeah you know yeah um even like doctors and lawyers that come on they're like you guys like if you're doing this for the money like don't it's not worth it you know yeah um and you don't even get paid as much as people think you get paid right um and so all that to say you know what you said just rings true so to, to so many of my guests and um you know when you were explaining again the timeline of how you got to where you are today it's interesting also that um like that digital marketing spot opened up because that's what you did for promeo right and you were experienced in that i mean do you believe that was like god <laughs> for sure for sure i think there was a lot of things that actually lined up to do that it had to line up mm. um even like I remember we were at church for some sort of seminar or something and um Tim um or we were asked to, yeah, yeah we were asked to like um you know pray for the person on your right and if God gives you or ask God you know, what do you have? What do you want me to say to the person okay. next to me or something like that? Yeah. Not necessarily prophesying, but like listening um, to God. Right. Right. Yes. And he said to me, this was before 
this was while I was an employee. He was like, T- I Tim see- said this to you? Tim? Yeah. Okay. I think it was Tim. I might be getting this story wrong. I'm like 95% sure it was Tim. Somebody said. Yes. They said, um, I saw a red flag. And the When Shape Camp's logo is a is a red flag. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so that was like one thing. Um, the interview for the job I currently have now was like right before um I don't know if you've heard of world changers like the summer thing yes so we got we went on world changers every summer at um SKBC and the interview was like two days before we left and I was like dude if or it was the day before because yeah because it was on a Friday the interview was on a Friday and then we left like the next Monday or Sunday, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So like if it was Monday, like I wouldn't have been able to even make the interview. Wow. And then um, even like I told them like, hey, I'm going on this mission trip. Like, is that going to interfere with, um, you know, the interview process in Uh any way, shape or form? And they were like fully like, no, dude, like go on your mission trip. You know, like that's what you're called to do. Like, go do that. It'll be fine. And then I actually, they called me on the mission trip while I was on the trip, letting me know I had gotten in the job. Wow. Um, and yeah. so I'm, I'm sure there's other little things here and there. There was like little things where it lined up perfectly. I remember I had to get my suit cleaned. Uh-huh. I only own one suit because okay. I've never had a job where like I need to wear a suit. Uh-huh. And so the only time I ever have to wear a suit is either for a interview, a wedding, wedding or like a funeral. Right. And so I remember I had one suit and it was dirty and um, I had sent it to Selena's parents dry cleaner. Uh-huh. and they got it to me the day before the interview they're like it's clean the day before the interview like wow. stuff little stuff like yeah, that yeah where like at the time at the time you're like oh cool but then you think back and you're like oh maybe it was it happened that way yeah no I mean like all of these are just testaments to like where you're supposed to be I feel yeah. like and I feel like for me like just from where I sit and hearing this hearing about your life too um like yeah like god had favor over you in this situation Mm because you know he gave you like literally gave you the desire of your heart in that his that your desire was his desire yeah to see you thrive in a place where you can be passionate and really do your job well Mm -hmm. so um man connor thank you so much for sharing everything today with me yeah of course of course um well we're coming up kind of on our hour together um and usually i ask people before we end our time um if they have any advice like do you have any advice for well i guess like you know any advice for somebody that maybe is wanting to work in a nonprofit? Like, mm-hmm. kind of like you, or just any, like, life advice at all? 
you gave a lot of good life advice. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would say the big one and I kind of mentioned it is like when you're looking for a job, um, focus more on the why Mm. more than what you're doing. Yeah. Um, because again, you can always learn and just a, just to let everyone who's listening, I'm sure they've heard it before. It's, but most of the stuff you learn in college, you typically don't use on the job unless you're like a doctor or a nurse or something like super specialized Mm -hmm. where you have to go to school for, but like anything in the business industry, like you can learn Mm -hmm. on the job Mm -hmm. and in companies nowadays, I feel like they they're okay with that. Yeah. Of like, Hey, like it's expected that, Hey, you're going to have to come in and learn. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and it's like companies nowadays are more focused on like the soft skills, the things you can't necessarily teach. Like, can you communicate well? Can you talk to someone face to face, um, and hold a conversation for more than five minutes? Mm. Right. Can you lead a team? Can you be a team player? Mm. Can you learn quickly? um, time manage, stuff like that. Um, and, and so when it comes to like the, what you're doing, whether it's digital marketing, whether it's, um, it, whether it's whatever, like those are things you can learn. Right. Right. And, and so there's always going to be a job for you if you're focused on what you're doing. Yeah. But I think, I think the, the why you're doing something is so important is because that's what gives you motivation to yes. do something. Yes. Um, and, and we kind of talked about it, but doing something like marketing can only get, be so fun in my opinion, like doing it can only be so fun doing social media can only be so fun. Right. But if you know why you're doing social media, if you know why you're doing digital marketing, if you know why you're doing consulting, um, it's just going to make your job and your life so much more fun and enjoyable and meaningful. Meaningful. I like, at least for me, I, I have the privilege of saying, like, I know the work I do is meaningful because I see the fruit of my work, right? Whether it's through statistics, whether, you know, we produce stories through videos and it's, there's actually some amazing videos. I can send you some later, but like, especially like the Windshape Homes videos, like the foster care videos. Am I going to cry? Like so amazing. You might cry for some of them, but they're like, it's just, they're just so amazing. And it's like, man, I had, a part in that. Yeah. It might be a small part. It might be a part that no one ever sees or ever even knows, mm. but I had a part in that. Right. And, and, and so, but how did that happen? Because I found a company that I believed in rather than a job that I could do. I love it. Yeah. So I would but- say that's my biggest advice. And I always say that to my youth kids now, mm. um, because there's always going to be jobs that you can do. There's always going to be jobs that 
there's always going to be a job that pays more money, mm-hmm. right? So if you're focused on the money, okay, you get to a certain point, like it's never ending. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be another job mm-hmm. that pays more money. Um, and, but like we, we say it all the time, like money can't buy joy. Yes. It can't buy fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, as humans, we're never really content unless, right. you know, you're content in what God has given you. So, right. yeah, I feel you. That's really good. I hope that people take that to heart because it's a really great piece of advice that I wish I took when I was younger as well. You know, mm-hmm. um, I eventually got there, I feel like. Yeah. But it just took some time. Sure. And, and, and that's okay too. I think there's also this misconception of like, and I'm sure there's, it's easier said than done. Cause there's like pressure from parents, there's pressure from everyone, but like, there's this misconception of like, you need to know what you're doing and you need to have everything set by the time you graduate. Yeah. And nowadays it's just, that's just not the case. Absolutely. And I think that's okay. No, it's definitely okay. Yeah, I mean, I okay. think if this podcast has taught me anything, it's that you can make a plan, but it will never go according to plan. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, that's perfectly okay. You know, because the stories that I've, I've heard, you know, in the last year is like, I thought I knew I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And now I found something I love, you know? (laughs) So it's great. Yeah. I I hear you. Yeah. Most of the time our plans kind of suck. No, never (laughs) are good. <laughs> All right. Well, Connor, thank you so much again for your time this evening. Um, would you be okay if uh, someone reached out to me, um, maybe having more questions about Windshape or maybe about your life or what you do? Is it okay if I connect you with them? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Awesome. Well, guys, if you have any questions for Connor or about Windshape or you just liked this episode, feel free to reach out through social media or you can email me at podcastwigu at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Connor. Until next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye.